where the whiteboards are, a podcast by educators about all things education. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Where the Whiteboards Are. We're mixing it up right now. We're going to try and do something not super. What? What? Oh. uh. Now I have to start over. Oh, no, like, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh. I'm sorry. Welcome back to another episode of Where the Whiteboards Are. We're going to mix it up, keep it kind of loose on this episode, and we are going to talk about some of our best and worst teachers that we ever had, because I, I know I'm definitely a lots of people's worst teachers, for sure, or worst what? <laughs> teachers. Yeah, I am so many teachers right now. <laughs> Do you know somebody that I know, like just as a person in the world, happens to work with one of our former students? And she told this person that I know that we didn't get along. We conflicted a lot. I didn't know we conflicted a lot. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so this was very illuminating for me huh. uh, in this moment. Anyway, hmm. true. Best and worst. Best and worst. Do you want to do best first or worst? Well, I mean, I was trying to think of a worst and nothing immediately comes to mind, but I like sort of best teacher does immediately come to mind. Uh, Are we doing like full name call outs or whatever you're comfortable with? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's the best, like what best teachers I had. And I had plenty of great teachers, right? Like through my education. It doesn't mean that the rest of them were awful. Um, But Mr. Waldrop, shout out nice. um in high school i had him for two years of english well one was an elective and the other was like a english three or something like that i forget whatever he was just a fantastic english teacher um he was really good at recognizing that uh i didn't care uh and that i didn't want to be there but he still kept me engaged in what was happening in the class um and i remember he always was very lax with his classroom management um there was like a corner of the room where like all the um call them eggheads i guess the people who are not going to engage in the material no matter how hard you try and he basically would not force them to do anything but he also made it very clear like i'm not going to give this to you you're going to do something for me or you're going to take this class again and uh like as a student i always really appreciated and respected the fact that he was a giving us that autonomy, I guess, you know, um, I didn't think of it in those terms at the time, but you know, he just listed out to me. He, uh, helped me out on, um, well, a few things in my life. Uh, he was, you know, I was able to call on him, uh, in a time of hardship. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. I I really appreciated him being there and being the person that he was. He's a very cool person. I had a lot of really excellent high school teachers, like listening to you talk about yours. I was kind of running through my brain. Um, but I think uh, it would be a disservice to not mention my high school speech coach, who I never actually had as a teacher in a classroom, um, as like my best teacher. Um, his name is Mr. Ed Taylor. He retired this past year. So this is his like first year of retirement. Congrats to you, sir. Um, but he really fostered everything that I think about communication um, was incredibly supportive. I realize now as an adult, the immense amount of time he spent at school on us, um, most of which I don't think anyone is ever appropriately grateful for. 
Um, and we really did like we went to the maximum number of tournaments. He would take us on travel away tournament. He dedicated an immense amount of his time to make our experience really great. Um, and is just an excellent human being. Okay, so the one I think that comes to my mind is actually a middle school teacher. Well, she was at the time she was a middle school teacher. And now I think she might teach third or fourth grade even um, in my hometown. Um, her name was uh, is Angie Wogan. And shout out to her because she really instilled to me uh, the love of reading and literature. And she was my English teacher. And I'll never forget her willingness to talk about books and me being this sort of rambunctious kid who talked a lot and was just a lot as a student. Um, I really appreciated that she was so willing to take the time to talk about it, um, to talk about books and to instill that love of learning in me. Um, I know that she was a first year teacher and I was her first class, which was kind of cool. Um, and now uh, she's still in the classroom, just not as a middle school teacher, but she was and is a phenomenal woman. And this is a lot of pressure. Like I'm <laughs> going back through so many teachers. Yeah. I feel really blessed in that. I had lots of great teachers. Um, and I, f I feel bad that I'm, I'm going to not be able to hit everybody without like listing everybody. And I don't want right. to do that to, to you all, let alone the listeners. Um, my high school student council sponsor, obviously a huge impact. Um, I was a person that got involved with student council in elementary school and kind of stuck with it once I found the Missouri Association of Student Councils. Um, my world just kind of opened up in, in terms of what leadership was. And uh, Karen Hake was my student council sponsor. She was also a special education teacher. You know, I was, was it enrolled in special education classes. But I got to peek into that world um, and, and see how individuals who struggled uh, with different learning concepts could could be treated with respect and dignity and, and held to uh, the same standard. And I, I was kind of fascinated with that. And, she, you know, she kind of led me to the world of Special Olympics as well. Um, and it's been nice to <clears throat> stay in touch with her well after high school. And she's got to know me as an adult and still super grateful for, for all the opportunities that she's provided me. But in terms of teachers that actually instructed me, there's a husband and wife. They taught in different buildings. Um, Carol and Thurlow Schaffler. Uh, Carol taught sixth grade English language arts. I love Thurlow. Yeah, it's a great name. Great. I've never heard that. Uh, but Carol... Uh, was uh just a, a great person um she was great she joked around but was also it's it's about the business and when we're done with that we can have fun and thurlow he was high school science and he's the one that uh nominated me for the bosch and Lom science award um and i and i loved science with him chemistry and the, the physical sciences um but also anatomy and physiology with him he was uh Super intelligent guy, but they're also very family oriented, community oriented, and, and just a really great support for that entire community. And like his kids, phenomenal, um, just really good people. I got to be a, his TA when I was a senior, and that was 
a lot of fun. But man, like there's so many teachers too. Like I hate mm-hmm. like there's right. some on the tip of my tongue that I'm I'm so sorry. Like I don't want to dominate the podcast with with all my stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely. I have to add to the list, like the teachers that showed me how to have passion right. for what you're teaching, which would be like my high school AP chemistry teacher, Mrs. Hammond, uh, my AP calculus teacher, Mrs. Wilkerson, who was also the mother of uh, one of my friends that yeah. I spent a lot of yeah. time with, like in Boy Scouts and stuff like that. Um, so they, they, and then also Mr. Slowenski, my uh, band director, you know, they really clearly loved the content that they taught. And uh, I think they, along with Mr. Waldrop would definitely be the people who um, uh, showed that being a teacher isn't necessarily just a job. It's, it's loving yeah. the, the stuff that you talk about and being involved with the students and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, like the, the people that I listed, like there's really not a like, Oh, I remember this specific lesson. I mean, and it's kind of cliche about, you know, people won't remember what you tell them, but they'll remember how you made them feel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is a hundred percent true. Yeah. Like I can oh, look yeah. back at difficult times in my life from elementary school, whatever, whether it's a, you know, our house burnt down death in the family and like the way the teachers approach that with grace and support and like, wow, like because of the way you're handling this and me, like I, whatever you want, like I'll, yeah, I'm going to be the most compliant, you know, kid, you know, whatever you need. Mm. Yeah, I had a lot of respect for for teachers, and I'm sure there were days I was probably a a handful, though. Oh, I was by default a handful. (laughs) The fact that those people were still able to be uh, cheerful and joyous with me in their classroom is like, like, applause. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, If I had me as a student, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'd beat me, honestly. So <laughs> you would not. So do we want to like switch to worst teachers? Yeah, I'll say. I mean, I'm not going to drop names because that's not. I'm not yeah. trying to be slanderous or anything like that. You know. Uh, but but the two primary examples I could think of is like my worst teachers. You know, both came from my college experience. Um, yeah, naps. Yeah, uh, which is which is like. Weird to say, but one of them was just a t- terrible communicator, like a really bad communicator. Uh, they would lead their lessons, but in such a way where they expected you to exactly finish their sentences for them. Uh, like that was, that was, <laughs> I was like, yes, tell me what they want. <laughs> they, but, and, and the uh, dear listener, you didn't see the hand gestures that I made, but that's, that's what they would <laughs> or do. Blank faces. Yeah, right. blank faces. Like, what do you want? But then like, as class would progress, like they would get like clearly more frustrated that nobody was responding, but also like, I don't actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, and Please you're not, teach me and you're, not, you're not giving me an actual question. You're sort of just expecting me to finish your sentence. And it was just a terrible way of leading a lecture. And it was always like the, the assignments that we had to do felt like nothing but busy work to me. It just, I had a really hard time connecting it with what I was actually trying to do as a, as a music educator. And it just, I, it, the person is incredibly adept when it comes to research and uh, information-based decisions and being able to analyze like effective teachers in a classroom and everything like that and like fully trust them in that field. 
Um, but as far as actually leading a class and being the teacher, I'm like, yo, yo, (laughs) maybe, maybe sit down. I don't know. That's not my call to make, you know? Um, and then the other one, like, I just, I went to them like the, the, the first time that I was in one of their, um, well, ensembles, uh, I went to them specifically to request help because I was a dumb freshman and I didn't know how to improvise a solo to save my life, you know? Um, and so I went up after this rehearsal and I was like, Hey, can I come to your office? And like, like you could like teach me how to read changes, how to, how to play a solo. And they're like, I think we're just going to pass that off to this other trumpet player. Which like that, that was just sort of like the start of our relationship because then I was, I was in that ensemble for the next uh, three and a half years. Um, and the whole time I could never figure out why they had such disregard for me, you know? And like, I, I admit I was an egghead, you know, especially my first few years in, in college. We did a lot of work on him. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Sam, probably the best teacher. Right. Teach me how to be a better, wow. better person in general, you know? Uh, that's why I married her. But, um, Aww, but uh so so i was i was an egghead i'll admit that but like I, I guess i just never had a teacher who just i don't know it almost felt like they gave up on me they, they didn't even give up like it never even felt like they uh attempted uh, to foster my development mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh and i never could never did figure that out never did i mean we've had conversations since i've graduated and much more amicable and much more down to earth, ground level and everything. But still, it was, it was a very strange, like you clearly don't like me, but I'm still in your ensemble semester after semester. So like I must be playing well enough or you just can't find somebody else to hold down the fourth trumpet spot. Like uh, I don't know yeah. what it is, but it, it was a strange, you know. And the thing is, he, they weren't even like a bad teacher. It was just that weird dynamic. How between. they made you feel. Right, right. Mm, it was just that, that dynamic between us that I use, like things that they taught in that ensemble, I use like little tidbits of like wisdom all the time, all the time. I tell my students about like, yeah, I had this one professor who told me this, that, the other, like I reference them all the time because it was such good information, especially whenever it comes to like ensemble tactics. But uh, yeah, just that, that relationship wasn't, it, I don't Failure know what I did. Launch. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I did to mess it up in the first place, but yeah. Hmm. I think I've already talked about my geometry teacher. A happy thought. Does this ring any bells? Uh, I I remember it. Yeah, so I think I've already talked about that on the podcast. Well, I don't know if it's been on the podcast. I just remember like conversation. Yeah, still. Okay. Well, there's two, right? One is more egregious, I think, than the other in reflection. However, my sophomore geometry teacher did not teach me any geometry. And I say that with oh confidence God. being a teacher. I forgot about my geometry teacher also on that list. Flashbacks. Yeah, also, sorry. also crazy. Good list or okay. bad list? Bad list. Like right. crazy. Anyway. Right. So um, she would do this thing. We had our class. Um, for 90 minutes um, at the start of the day because we were on a block schedule. Um, And she would do this thing that she called a happy thought. Um, So when we came into the room, I guess if we weren't peppy enough at 7.20 in the morning, which is when our classes started, um, she would be like, you all seem down today. Do you need a happy thought? 
And then she would lead us through a guided meditation process, essentially, where she would turn off the lights in her classroom. We were all supposed to put our heads down. And then she'd be like, you are on the beach and the waves are rushing around you. And I was like, ma'am, I'm just trying to start my day here. Um, And of course, if you ask the group of 30 high school students if they want a happy thought, like if you want to take a nap for 30 minutes, they're going to say yes. Um, But the result in that is that I know almost no geometry. Um, And like at the end of this semester, our cumulative project was to build a structure out of gumdrops and toothpicks, which I conceptually hate anyway and don't even want to touch a gumdrop. I did that too. Maybe (laughs) it could have been. Maybe it could have been okay if I was taught anything about structure building, but essentially it was like we want you to build an operative Ferris wheel at home in your spare time. Time, transport it back to school. I hope that goes well. It's right. your final. And no kids right. eat your gumdrops. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how to build a Ferris wheel. Um, that didn't matter. Simply didn't matter. Whatever. I got an A, I guess. I guess that's what I learned wow. um, was getting an A. <laughs> um, my actual probably like worst teacher in terms of my feelings um, was my eighth grade science teacher convinced me single-handedly that I was awful at science um, because I didn't write essay question responses in the format that she wanted. Um, So as a result, my eighth grade science class is like the only class that I ever authentically struggled in because I couldn't figure out her secret formula um, and was always getting bad grades when I always had gotten stellar grades for my writing. Um, As a result, I like put myself when I went to public school into the like remedial science track. Um, I was always behind in science, like compared to my peers and like my other tracks of education and decided I didn't want to be a marine biologist because I was bad at science. And like, there was no hope for me at 12 because I couldn't write her essay. That's hard to believe when you had a dolphin room. I know, (laughs) I love the ocean. (laughs) But specifically because of this lady, I was like, well, I guess I'm terrible at science and like I can't pursue that field. That's sad. I know. I'm sorry to any student if I've ever done that. Yeah. I'm only sorry to some Push back. (laughs) Like within reason, like push back. I I appreciate that as a teacher. Well, I'm. Like, like, so, so science teachers, like you're terrible at science and it's like, well, push back and like prove me wrong. Oh, I see. You know I what I mean? I well, you're terrible as a teacher. Like, that, that's where my head goes <laughs> right. to. Like, or if you're 12 and sad, you're like, yeah, I am terrible at science. Oh. Well, it's my violin. Anyway. Sad. Tell me your things, Amanda. Oh, I don't, I feel like mine is going to go a little bit darker. Oh, oh so, so I, you know, well, yeah. sorry. Um, I'm so scared about what comes I'm feeling really nervous. So my mom worked at the same school that I did. And she did not get along with my third grade teacher. They didn't gel, I guess, to some capacity. Um, so what that meant for me as a student is that she took out that anger and frustration on me because I was my mother's daughter oh um that's crazy third grade yeah and so um i had come into school after school had finished to go to my mom's classroom and this teacher my teacher stopped me and said where are you going and i said i'm going to my mom's classroom and she said well students aren't allowed in here 
you can't be going there. And I continued to walk down the hall. I didn't stop. I just look at you kept going. As a consequence of that, I received two weeks of ISS. Two as a weeks? third grader? Yes. As a third grader. Wild West um, elementary school you going to? Because I did not, um, I didn't follow her direction. I ignored her. She was very upset that there was a student in the hallway that shouldn't have been in the hallway. Um, to which my mother, being the wonderful person that she is, um, would take me out at lunchtime and we would go to Subway or go to the mall or hang out and all of this. You know, we would kind of have like girl days, basically. Um, because obviously I shouldn't have been punished for this action. Um, There was a girl in my third grade class that was stealing from me, stealing from my desk. And I told my teacher, hey, this girl is stealing my stuff. And she said, you're making it up. You're being dramatic. That's not true. You're a liar. You're, You're lying right now. I was in third grade. And of course, I told my mother, And so my mom demanded that the principal come into the room with her and open up this girl's desk. Lo and behold, all of my stuff was in there. Oh, wow. Um, My mom is the mom that writes everybody, writes our name on all of our stuff. So it literally Mm. had my name written all over it. Um, Parent teacher conferences came around. She told my mom I would be pregnant by 12. (gasps) <gasps> um and that oh i would never um, amount like to eight. anything wow um and so you made it all the way to 13 right. <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke everybody that is not true uh, i still can't read but you know it's fine. right yeah um so for me having this experience as a student wow. is yeah. very dark it's very different yeah no kidding you're um, gonna be pregnant by twelve. Yes, yeah, she's she, yeah, shaming you like as an eight-year-old. That's just what spite. That's right. just spite. Like yeah, personal vitriol. Yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> the and the power that that has, right? Like, so as a student, I didn't know any better. Like, I didn't understand the mistreatment. Right. Right. As a, as an eight year old, as a third grader, I didn't understand the mistreatment. And my mom pulled me and I went into a different class at semester or whatever, whatever they could make that switch. I actually switched into a wonderful class um, with a different teacher. Um, once more of this kind of stuff came to light um, with her behavior toward me. Um, but she was very vindictive and very um, cruel. You know, it's something that I remember. I distinctly remember getting yelled at and screamed at by her and Things like that. So I had a very different sort of, sorry, I took it real dark, um, experience there. Um, but look at me, I'm not 12. Wait. And, you know. You, you didn't do the sound effect. Took it real dark. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine, what would someone have to do to me for me to treat their eight-year-old this way? Kick my dog. Right. I And I Maybe. still. and, no, and uh, Fair point. And <laughs> even to this day, I don't know if my mom knows why this woman had these feelings right. toward her. That's I don't know. Um, you know, I've heard my mom kind of thinks it was because she wanted my mom's job. And so there was hmm. maybe something going on with that. I really, I truly do so not know. I'm going to take it out on an eight year old. That'll show right. her. Right. And so, so yeah, that's Talk probably my, <sighs> my worst teacher experience. Just, I know it was very, uh, a different, a different spin. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So, so that's kind of where I come from is this, yeah, having an elementary school experience. Yeah, I was in ISS like a ton. 
Like, Weird. what does a third grader do in ISS? Okay. And it was color. So the school that I Cry. went to was K through eight. So when you were in ISS, yeah. you were sat in a room Probably and it had windows along one wall and desks, like table, long length table, and then the dividers. Hmm. Um, and so you would sit at literally just staring at a wall. Um, and then next you could be an eighth grader and I would be in third grade sitting next to like an eighth grader. Right. Who's wearing like 13 year old and black leather. Yeah. Yeah. Cigarettes rolled up in their Uh, sleeves. I, yeah, (laughs) she just, and I, and I think she didn't like that. I (laughs) was, I was very, um, I don't want to say defiant, but I questioned like, why am I doing that? As you should have. Right. Right. Like, why do I need to do this? What do I, what am I doing? Hmm. Um, the only other time that I was in, ISS for a lengthy period of time because usually I just get it for a day or two. That's wild. Um, was a kid had stolen my panda bear backpack and we fought him and I did. Um, Good. so I was in first grade. That's an appropriate response. I guess I guess that's in first grade. I was that what? kid. Yeah, yeah, crazy. I know. Um, and I got this at backpack. the table. Like if we were to talk about who had ISS. As a first grader, I don't know that you would be on, on that list. Who are you picking? Oh, you. You. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah you're scrappy. Yeah, there's this deviant side. I to went to Catholic school. There's no ISS. Anyway. There's a you say like, like Hail Mar- Mary's or what What do you do? I, if you get in trouble, do you just like pray it out or? They guilt you, I guess. That's oh, where just, the oh, guilt oh, comes they, from. They hit you with a ruler. Deep yeah, did you ever have the I didn't have nuns as teachers. Oh. That's a nun thing. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no. You're totally fine. Um, So when I was in first grade, I was gifted a panda bear backpack. It literally looked like a panda. And you could unzip it. Um, And I was swinging. So I sat my backpack down. I'm enjoying my time on the playground. And a third grader came, took my backpack, and ripped the head off. So you ripped his head off. (laughs) Yeah. and uh, This is Pella? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's not in fields of gold. It's it's interesting. I have a very sort of different. Uh, Wow. So so from kindergarten till third grade or till, yeah, till like halfway through third grade, I should say. um, I went to school in Elkhart, Indiana. Um, (gasps) Very, very high. That's where my trumpet is made. Was me. <laughs> um, I made. Sorry. I actually Eric's made so many revelations as a, as a, as a kid. Um, was your yeah, did ISS, labor. We had to whittle um, trumpets. Whittle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, and so Elkhart. Um, Elkhart is the RV capital. That's where RVs are made. Um, and, and trumpets. And trumpets apparently. Bach trumpets. It's. It's pretty uh, impoverished. It's a pretty um, ethnically diverse um, area. Um, There is a lot of poverty that, uh, you know, isn't addressed very well there. Um, So the school systems are pretty poor. um, And there's a lot, a lot of kids in very small spaces. So, you know, my school had K through eight and they didn't have very many walls so instead they would use those partitions and they'd partition you you know 30 full or whatever um but yeah so i beat the crap out of a third grader when he that's wild yeah my panda bear backpack well he shouldn't have done that i'm I'm looking at the map of indiana just to get a sense are you of, looking at where elkhart is yep. do you see where south bend is oh yeah, yeah yeah i've been to south bend 
So I don't think I've ever been in the state of Indiana. Um, it's pretty, I mean, uh, doesn't call to my soul. I feel like quite a few people know Elkhart, like for different accolades or whatever. Accolades. You just talked a lot of trash on Elkhart. <laughs> it's a gem. Well, okay, so it used to be a boom. The I guess child what I'm trying to ISS say. ISS capital of the world. <laughs> it used to have a boom. It they used to have a, a, a boom in an industry boom with oh. the RV industry. And so a lot of Hispanic communities came in, black communities came in because it had blue collar jobs, working jobs. And then manufacturing stopped. People weren't buying RVs anymore. And so it's a bit like Gary, Indiana, in the sense that that industry is gone, but people still stayed or didn't know what to do with themselves. I don't know if I can list a single town in Indiana. Indianapolis. Well, okay, that one doesn't count. (laughs) I know my capitals. I feel like I took it really dark, though. I don't know if you want all of this. That's all good. That's Jacob's turn. So, Eric, you brought up, like, college and i i didn't go there like oh, i didn't even consider that with uh best teachers so i, I, I just didn't pay enough attention in i feel school. like i need to retroactively shout out to a college professor i i mean see like this is opening up a can of worms because I, now i feel like i have to give more shout outs but uh, <laughs> dr tamara arthod uh really appreciated her tutelage and mentorship um in my college career and really setting up what, what I was able to do with special Olympics um, on a national and, and global scale, like really pushing the envelope for MSU to allow that internship and then a team of students to go. And then after I graduated, she actually went to Athens, Greece with us when we oh. implemented that program. So that was really cool. Um, that is awesome. So bad, 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 bad teachers. Hmm. So I guess in high school was maybe my first experience that I remember. So you talking about ISS, I, I was such the rule follower. Like I always wanted to stay within the bounds of what was acceptable. Like I was the class clown and I, and I loved the, to make people laugh and make a fool of myself, but I wanted to not get ever get in trouble for it. Well, then there won't be any laughter. Well, but it was like pushy, (laughs) like push that envelope, but don't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. I was never tardy. Never had detention, ISS, any of that, ever. Hmm. So I get into high school, freshman year. I think it was like an open gym a few weeks before school starts. And I'm playing basketball with some uh, of my peers. And we're, we're kind of goofing around like we're, we're playing basketball. And the high school basketball coach just like goes off on me about like, you're being disrespectful. And I was, I was kind of guarding one of my peers, like really close, maybe a little aggressive. Like, I mean, it was not serious by any means, but he like unloads on me. And at this point, I've got hair down to my shoulders. Like I'm really have embraced like the grunge look. And um, but with that in mind, like I am the super compliant, like mm-hmm. kid that follows rules, has never been in trouble. And like. He tore me a new one and was like treating me in a way I had never been treated before. Like he just dressed me down for like jacking around. I mean, he unloaded on me and I had heard about like this teacher can, can do those things. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing basketball. And he, he was also a football coach, like an assistant. And I was in football and I was like, yeah, I'm done with that. 
I, I stayed in football. I was like, yeah, we're not, I'm not going to, anything that you're a coach of, I won't be associated with. And throughout high school, it's like he ha- had kind of put me in a box because I had the long hair and, and had the grunge look. I mean, I was a teenager, like I'm right. trying to, right. you know, find myself. Right. <laughs> I'm know? sure you weren't the only <clears throat> grunge looking. Kid. Right. And uh, to be fair, grungy. like some of the people I hung out with were not the the best like students like and some of them got into some trouble a lot of them uh didn't graduate high school um but but i was that was not me even though i associated with them that was like i was i did my work you know whatever so that would just felt weird um and he was also a teacher that kind of would joke with students but there was always this kind of like dude that's that's way too like personal Mm. Like I, I'm a, I love to joke with students or I did, mm-hmm. but there's like, there are things that are off limits. Right. 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 Like I never want to make somebody feel uncomfortable outside of like, I don't know, like it's okay to embarrass somebody like on their birthday or like joke around, but not like, you know, like body image stuff. And like, right. right yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it was just like the first time I'd experienced a teacher. I'm like, ah, this, this doesn't feel right. Um, but I, I guess I'm lucky in that I had a lot of, a lot of good teachers, and it's not like it was it was terrible. Like it really wasn't. I don't have a lot of negative. I do have a, a college professor that was in the special education program, um, teaching pre-service special education teachers that had never taught, mm-hmm. which I always found a little weird, um, a little unorthodox in her approach and the way she she conducted herself. And one time I went into her office in hill hall and i i i had to sit on a stack of papers like that was my chair like it was that office those are tiny offices anyways but just papers everywhere and we're talking about you know practicum and and the project that we're doing and like just stops mid-sentence looks at me and said you know when you were in my class initially I, i just didn't know what to think of you and never qualified it. And it was like, well, well, now I understand. Like, you're a great suit. Like, or like, you're still trash. But just, and then just went on. And uh-huh. I'm like, what? Just out you of didn't ask field. for clarification? Yeah. Well, like, I, I also asked. wanted to get out of that office as quickly as possible. You could ask from the door. Well, it was just one of those like odd experiences. Like, there's a level of like surrealness with it of like, sitting on a stack of papers and you're not <laughs> so you've never taught but you're gonna evaluate my ability to teach I don't know. weird it was yeah. Weird. Mm, yeah i just like that i feel like for every bad teacher i've had a dozen good ones you know yeah. like yeah. I, Honestly, I, yeah i think there are few and far between but you know being a bad teacher <clears throat> has just as much of an impact if not more of an impact on who you are as a person than a, than a good one I'll, yeah so. i'll say this like i definitely noticed more bad teachers as a teacher <laughs> than i did like as a kid yeah. now that could be like the teachers that i had or like anything like that but it's, well, it seems like an interesting shift of perspective and i think right. there's some nuance or delineation that that we need to clarify like there's a difference between a good teacher and a popular teacher. Yes. Right. Like you can be a popular teacher and be a bad teacher. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Like the kids can like you, but you're not right. doing your content any justice and you are just throwing everybody an A because you think that that makes it cool. Right. Like right. Mm, that's not good teachers. Yeah. 
that's being a bad teacher. I think the ones that we touched on more so, I think other maybe than Sam with her class that was useless and not knowing geometry. I would like to know some basic geometry. (laughs) I will teach you the geometry, like the angle side side congruence theorem. If anybody's a geometry nerd, we'll get that joke. Eric is. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about him, but that's real. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know shapes either. Shapes. <laughs> Welcome to shapes class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think tell us your stories. Ready, bye? Oh. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry, tell us. Yeah. Listener, yeah. if you're out there and you're thinking back on a fantastic teacher and you want us to give them a shout out on the podcast, we'd happily do it. If you've got one that maybe was a real stinker and you want to tell us about that and we can laugh with you about how crazy that experience was, we would love to hear from you. Unless it was me. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. I definitely feel like I need to apologize if, if I did anything to, you know, Right. Make it seem like I'm I'm the worst teacher. I'm sorry. I'm I'd sorry. like to I revisit just... the context of you thinking that, and then I'll decide if I'm sorry to what? whoever you are, student. Oh, I thought you were telling me you specifically. No, yeah, no, I no. did too. You looked very I know, directly right? at I'm him. like, oh, he's across the table. I, yes. I just was like, dang, lady. Wow. Anyway, I would just like to revisit the context. I might still stand by whatever I did. Thanks for listening to Where the Whiteboards Are. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can reach us at WTWA at 277media.com. The opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employers, school districts, or communities in which they work.